Welcome to Chapter 2 of Health System CIO's podcast interview with Beth Lindsay Wood, CIO at Moffitt Cancer Center. In this segment, she talks about what it means to be a truly digital organization, as opposed to just bringing in shiny toys, why she believes it's important to treat an interim role like a permanent position, and the unique challenges cancer organizations face when it comes to EHR implementation and adoption. Yeah, and I can imagine that everything that's happened um, as far as being able to have these virtual visits, has that had an effect on how you see things, just kind of having almost like a pilot, but not not quite? Um, Again, we're looking at really leveraging this pandemic to look at things very differently. And we have such traction now with this, with the virtual visits, that again, you know, not everything obviously can be virtual. I mean, there's some things like you can't get some treatments, you know, in your home where you can get chemotherapy in a pill instead of, you know, an infusion. What are all the different creative ways that we can uh, improve that patient experience? We're looking at all of that. So it's sort of like everything's on the table, right? And, uh, and everyone's very open to looking at, at different ways of providing care. And that, that means it's just not a technology that we're adding into the mix. We're looking at a completely different way of providing care. That's yeah. when you become a real digital organization, right? Where you're not just doing digital things, but you're acting and, and behaving digitally. So it's a culture thing and we're on the journey, but I think that's an important difference in what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the clinicians, how do you really gauge like where they're at in terms of, you know, what they're ready for and in terms of using more advanced tools or tools in more advanced ways from a digital standpoint? I think each area, uh, each type of cancer, you know, the oncologists are specialists. So depending on the kind of cancer it is, you've really got to look at the care model differently. You know, it depends on treatment. It depends on a lot of factors. So I don't think that what I'm not seeing is that they're resistant, which is can be the case. <laughs> what I am seeing is how can we creatively address the uniquenesses of each group with digital solutions? And some are, you know, it's a much easier journey than others in terms of what's available today and, and what can be done. So I just think that Again, it's almost at the patient level sometimes because it depends, right? It always depends on what treatments you need to have and and how often you need to be checking certain things. But, you know, you can imagine that we could really accelerate some of the monitoring of patients at home, obviously, with IoT and a a number of things that we can use and are beginning to to evaluate. But in the past, if, if you had cancer, you came in came in, you got your labs done, you got your images done, you saw your doctor, you did a bunch of stuff. So now it's really looking at when do you need to come in and how do we organize your care differently to minimize, again, exposure because of COVID. But, you know, it's really, like I said, and in each case, how do we get really creative about doing things differently? It's amazing to me how the physicians all adopted this technology so readily. And again, it was a pandemic and I get it, but that really opened right. the door. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Now for you, you've been with the organization for about a little over a year, right? Yeah. But first in the interim role? Yes. 
Yeah. So I was a partner in a consulting firm and I was just finishing up some executive consulting work on the West Coast in a similar organization to, to Moffitt, actually, interestingly, and was contacted by Moffitt to consider this interim role, which I've been doing a number of interim roles along with yeah. the executive consulting. So I happen to live in Tampa. And I know Moffitt well um, as a result oh, of living okay. here. So this was very good timing, first of all, yeah. and um, exciting to, if you're a consultant and you're doing a lot of travel, um, it was like, wow, you know, it's right here in my own backyard. And so I had a conversation with the CAO and CFO of the organization and the chief human resource officer about the role and about the need for an interim. And the intent was that I was coming in for a brief period of time to just hold it together a little bit is what you do as an interim and yeah. um, help to bring in a new uh, CIO and transition yeah. over. So that was really the intent all along. And um, in my time there, we did do the CIO search, but the new chief digital innovation officer was hired in. So we said, hold let's wait, let's let him get on board so he can pick his CIO. And yeah. um, so the search restarted after he arrived first of the year. And along the way, certainly was approached about staying on. And, and so there was a lot of conversation about that. And in the meantime, I had also requested some changes in the structure and IT and some funding for resources and some process changes and things that we wanted to do. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when it all came down to selecting a CIO, you know, I was very interested in seeing through some of the important work that needs to happen for IT to continue to mature right. and be prepared for Impact 2028. And I love the place. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the culture. I love the mission. So it was, it was a decision we all made together. And um, I certainly am delighted so I didn't officially start until May. So I tell, still tell everyone okay. I'm new. I'm new, <laughs> but, I'm, but I've <laughs> right. been there since last July. So, so yeah, so right. that's kind of my story. And it's, you know, it's very different shifting from being the interim to, to the permanent. It's something I haven't done yeah. before. So, so that's been fun. But, uh, and right. again, just so everyone you... here was so welcoming and just really excited to be working with the group. Yeah. And when you were in that interim role, it seems like you were pretty invested. Um, not that you wouldn't be invested, but, you know, really taking those steps. And maybe there was part of you that, that wanted it all along. Well, it's a habit of mine. Again, being permanent, I have not been in consulting for a long period of time. So I've always yeah. been an employee and been in these senior executive roles in IT over the years. And so that's my mindset. And then when you move into consulting, Doing executive engagements is one thing, but doing interim is very different. You know, you become part of the organization as an interim, um, depending on how long you're there. But the first time I did an interim role, it was for a year and a half. So again, it wasn't necessarily meant to be that long, but what happens is, for me at least, I'm there. I'm in. I'm in 100%, right? And so to me, you know, I want to do everything I can to help that organization in that. And every time I do this, it would lead typically to me saying, hey, there's some things we could do um, in the interim. But you know, you balance that, right? Somebody's going to come in and at some point take this on and you want to leave it 
in good shape and help, but also give them the opportunity to make changes. So, so you're right. Yeah. In this case, I was given free reign to say, hey, what would you do differently? And so I, I gave them my recommendations, but they wanted to move on those here. So I do, yeah. I do tend to get invested everywhere that I am because I, right. I have that mindset of being employed. And, and so it's, it's always tough to leave the roles in one way, but look, always look forward to the next. But in this case, you're right. Maybe there was deep down, I think there was a period of time where when I was getting ready to implement all of that, I said, I really want to see this through. So yeah, it worked out well. Okay. And prior to that, you've had a variety of different experiences. And do you think that that has helped you to kind of shape the role especially, you know, drawing from that experience and consulting, which I, I would think would be pretty valuable to yes. have. Yeah. You know, it's funny because in my career, I really was at two places in healthcare IT my whole career uh, before consulting. Centera Healthcare, which is a big health system and grew rapidly, but again, a large IDN. And then Tampa General Hospital, where it was a huge tertiary care center very different footprint than Centera, but localized, not as big on the, on the IDN side in terms of medical group and all those, but very complex care, transplantation, you know, a lot of high-end critical services. So very different types of settings, but only two organizations. And so the yeah. value to me of consulting was to go out into a lot of organizations and see how people do things differently. And hopefully me bringing my expertise and knowledge in, but also learning an awful lot about different ways to, to run businesses and run IT in different types, you know, Stanford and, and even City of Hope and, and different organizations that I worked in. So all of that, to your point, you know, without job hopping, so to speak, yeah. gave me a great opportunity. And again, because I was coming in to help, specifically uh, working with senior leadership, it was great to gain that, those insights and experience. And hopefully along the way, leveraging all of that to, again, different strategies at each place, the strategic plans. Look yeah. Different. So, you know, bringing that all into this is helpful. But again, learning about cancer care for me has been, again, well, I, I did some of that over the last year and a half prior to coming here, but it's been very unique. And so that is something going deep on that and understanding that is sort of my mission for, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about how different it is for, for each of these areas. And really, I mean, cancer care is just such a huge umbrella and there's so much under that, you know, as far as these different types. And so I imagine that there's a learning curve, certainly. Right. And it's funny too, because when you're used to EMRs, the major players in the EMR world, there's standard workflows that are out there that all hospitals and, and clinics and practices have. But when you talk about something like, is this specialized? There isn't really a good playbook for that with standard EMR implementations. You know, it, when you're talking about high-end chemo and clinical trials that have new drugs in them and it's constant, yeah. you know, and you may have many treatments around one trial. These are really, really complicated. And so when you, when you look at what we would consider to be a standard EMR implementation, this is all one-off. You know, it's not, not in the playbook for any of the vendors because I've worked with all of them, I think. 
pretty much. So it is sort of, like you said, it's, it is very unique and each cancer has very specific needs that, you know, you don't get in a generic order entry clinical documentation product. Right. You, know, you really have to extend those pretty dramatically to, to meet the needs of the organization. Yeah, I can imagine. Looking at, at where health IT is headed, I mean, there's so much more emphasis on digital than in the past, and it certainly seems like Moffitt is getting on the right track. In general, do you feel like the industry is moving in the right direction and, and kind of getting past some of the, the laggard days that kind of plagued it for so long? Yeah, I think, you know, there's always the early adopters and the laggards in, in anything that we do in healthcare IT, as you know. And I think that digital is, it's a journey. You're not just going to install something and that means that you're digital. You know, it doesn't mean that it's adopted across the organization and embraced. It's, it's a journey. It's hard work, just like EMRs were hard work and big data is hard work. You know, it's, but, you know, it shouldn't be a fad. And sometimes it can be. Yeah. And, and it's being very conscious of uh, the bright and shiny objects versus let's really leverage this to do something, do something very impactful. And so I, I worry sometimes that people think that if you say digital, it's easy and it's just layered on top of things and it can sometimes be more complex rather than making it easier. So again, it is a journey to become digital and understand what that really means. It's a culture for the whole organization. It's not just IT coming in with this cool toy. And, and, you know, we do that as CIOs. Your tendency is to say, okay, I got to keep up and um, make sure that we're, we're getting some stuff in here that is late breaking and, you know, a little edgy. But we also have to manage what that looks like in terms of supporting it and making sure it's adopted. And digital sort of like that agile framework, you know, it's really try and fail, try and fail and try and succeed. And so you have to be willing to take some risk and be careful where you're taking the risk to make some of those things happen because it is new and uh, a lot of it's yeah. new. But it's fun, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's an exciting time to be in this industry in healthcare and seeing us really start to get some traction where, you know, we were, healthcare has been behind the times. And so, you know, it's great having discussions with Amazon and, and Google and Apple and, uh, you know, we're really starting to look at how do we bring these types of um, technologies and services into into healthcare. So it's exciting. It's just it needs to be exciting and it also needs to help with care of our patients because that's what we're in the business to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been really fun. I, I really enjoyed speaking with you and, and I appreciate taking some time to talk about it. And I'm glad that we really got into um, a range of different issues. So thank you so much. It's been great fun. Anytime, it's great fun to talk to you. I read all of your stuff when it comes out, and uh, it's, it's interesting uh, information. So I appreciate you reaching out to me. Oh, sure. Anytime. Sure thing. And I'm sure I'll, I'll be in touch again soon. Yeah, all right. Thank that'd you. Be great. Thank you. Okay. Take care, Kate. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.